Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus, living life on purpose for him. And it is a new year, and we have on one of my old friends, but she's real young, okay? She's old, (laughs) but young. Jerrica Moore, we've been friends forever. How are you? We have. I'm good. I'm I'm sure we've known each other since we were like, five five yeah. oh yeah for so, sure for a long, yeah. Time. long time oh yeah so Jerica and I are from a small town Sebring Florida we have a lot of listeners for Highlands County so shout out Highlands County <laughs> but you all listening you are in for a treat Jerica Moore is going to school to be a registered dietitian and right now you're a worship leader at Redeemer Community Church that is awesome were you singing in middle school, I remember you playing the drums in high school and singing next to me in church, but now you're on the stage. Like what happened? Um, yes. So I, I think I've always been involved in worship at, um, church since middle school, being involved in the worship team, then going to grace and being really involved in the worship team. Um, and then even when I went to college, um, my first year, I went to school in Nashville. Um, I didn't play a lot of music while I was there because everybody was so good. And I just kind of um, wasn't very confident in myself. So I never really played. Um, And then I moved back to Florida and I didn't, I, I was out of worship probably for those few first few years of college. Um, It wasn't until maybe my junior year of undergrad where I started like getting involved in my church's worship team again and then again then I moved here to Johnson City and I immediately got plugged into my church I it was my second week here Redeemer was the second church that I visited and I was like this is it this is home Um, and I was probably there for over a year before I approached the worship leader and said like, Hey, I sing, can I, can I join the worship team? Jerrica, I do not remember you being this bold about your singing. I mean, I'm just telling you, you guys paint this picture. Okay. Jerrica was the chick playing the drums. That was always you. I don't remember you being front and center. And then I go on Instagram a year ago, or I think it was about a year and you're with the microphone in the middle you know, doing the worship music. And I'm crying, listening to this worship song. The Holy Spirit is moving. It's a real thing, having that real connection with Jesus in this time, worshiping with you in Johnson City, Tennessee. Jerrica, this is beautiful. Like, when did you say, I'm taking the mic, I'm going up to the front. God promoted you, you know? Uh, Well, I will say it was not me. (laughs) Yeah. So I always, I also always hid behind my guitar. Like I, every time I would lead worship, I was like, y'all aren't getting me on that stage without an instrument in front of me. It wasn't until I came to this church, Redeemer. And even still, like I told Chris, the worship leader at the time, I told him like, I'm playing guitar. Like, sorry. After a couple of weeks, he was like, "Mm, nope, no guitar. And I was like, um... But, but I will say the only reason why it worked is because we don't have a stage. We meet in the round. Yes. And so it's not as intimidating. Okay. For for me at least. And so just him pushing me and him pulling those, that, that bit of confidence out of me um, over five years has really led to the last year of worship 
um, and really stepping in and getting involved in other places. Like we have college ministries that I am involved in. Um, there's a youth camp that I helped with worship this summer. And then that really led me to stepping into the position at the church, actually taking the role as worship director um, wow. just a couple months ago. So that um, is amazing. Okay. Talk about God's timing. So Jerica, oh, yeah. we have not talked in years. I mean, like more than 10, more than a decade, but I I'm a terrible friend. So everybody knows that. <laughs> so Hey, Jerrica, I love you so much. We you be on my podcast. Tell us more about your music. If you don't mind, you were diving in, but if you can tell us a little bit more about what you're doing. Oh gosh, I'm not doing much. <laughs> yes, you are. I don't, yes. I don't do anything. I don't do anything like for myself. Like I, a lot of my friends here, they all have like their own Spotify's and like record their own music. I'm really mm. not doing anything like that. Um, right now I'm just really learning more so how to, um, I don't know how to describe it, but building up the church through worship yeah, um, and strengthening the congregation's worship muscles. Um, it's not always about picking the right songs or, you know, playing all of the right stuff, but how can I teach people how to lean into the Holy Spirit through mm. worship? I know a lot of people right now are like moving away from music in church. Really? Um, I, that's what I've heard. And I'm what? kind of... I'm kind of digging in more to like why that is. Yeah. I need that surrender time. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, That's I can surrender of- it now, but it's yeah. something about being in a church body and singing those songs together. It's like an army, you yeah. know, for the Lord. Yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah. And so I'm I'm trying to really learn from other people. Um and from read like I'm reading books on this stuff. There's a really good book that I um, am reading called Rhythms of Grace, um, and it's more about liturgical church and why worship is important, um, and not a performance. And so, I what I love about our church is that it's really hard to to make it a performance. We mm-hmm. have no lights. Our our whole building is is just one big room. Um, we don't even have our own building. We rent a space. Um, it's brick walls, all windows. So you, there's no like way to dim the lights. There's no like it, nothing like that. Nothing theatrical. Um, there's no stage. Everybody's in a circle. Wow. Um, and our our church loves to sing. So I think the coolest thing for me is like when we get a song that everybody knows and I can just step off the mic and people are just really singing loud. Like that's when I'm like, this is what heaven's like. Yes. Like a glimpse of it. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn more how to get people to lean into the Holy spirit during those times. Yeah. Uh, Not making it so robotic and mechanical and having to play everything exactly like they hear on the radio um, or how they hear on their original recordings, but how to make it our own and how to, and, and not being on one end of the spectrum or the other where it's mm. super robotic, super mechanical, but also not super spontaneous where people are like, what the heck is going on? Right. Um, so trying to find that middle ground of combining those two aspects. Um, yeah. More of like a flow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm doing with my, <laughs> my music. Um, and it's really just how can I serve the congregation better? 
Yeah, that's so good. Um, I don't know about you, but when on Sunday morning, sometimes, and this is kind of transparent or whatever you want to call it, but um, sometimes I have a hard heart on Sunday mornings. I'm just like tired. Oh, I have two kids now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have two dogs that are my children. I know. I love them on Instagram. This is crazy, but you know what? Other people out there can probably relate to us. We love each other from a distance. I can't believe you're in Tennessee. That's so cool. But all that to say, you know, going into church on Sundays, sometimes my heart is hard and I'm not going to lie. Worship breaks me. It breaks me to Christ. It'd be like, Hey, why are you holding on to that? Even when I don't realize that I'm holding on to something so painful or overwhelming or I want to use the word aggressive, but just something that I'm holding on to that I forgot to surrender, you know, and that time it softens my heart. It's so, I mean, there's no other way to put it. Worship softens my heart. I would love to know what kind of experience you have in worship. What's that like? (laughs) Um, so I would agree with you. And there's a lot of times being the worship leader now there's way more on the table than me just showing up to sing okay so I'm I'm struggling with that like how do I continue to worship through these moments but there's 10 million other things going on that I have to be thinking about yeah like 10 steps ahead for everything to go smoothly right Uh, so a lot of it is surrendering in those moments and just kind of allowing or or allowing yourself to trust God that hey this might not be perfect I might hit the wrong note or we might be playing in the wrong uh tempo or wrong um count but God's going to use this moment anyways yeah and so hearing people come up to me after those services when I like finish I'm like oh god that was horrible nothing went right yes anything that could have gone wrong went wrong um but people come up to me afterwards and be like man, that was so powerful. Or I loved worship today or, you know, some, just something encouraging. I'm like, okay. So then every time I get up there, I just continue to be able to surrender that control over. Um, now it's not easy, but you know, I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. This is kind of a harder question. And just to paint the picture a little bit more before I ask it, but Annie F. Downs has a book. It's the podcast name. That sounds fun book. And I'm listening to the audio book of it. And she's talking about how she works in ministry. I didn't know she worked for a church, but she does. I don't know if she does or did that or whatever. Um, but she was working at a church. She's also a speaker. And then she has the podcast, but she was saying in the book that it's crazy how much ministry makes you tired. Okay. Take it with a grain of salt for whoever's listening. Something like this, you pour your heart out into it because you know what God has done for you. You know what I mean? You're like, I just want this other person listening to experience the Holy Spirit that we're experiencing who takes us through the valley and the mountaintop. You know what I mean? And so you want to do that joyfully. When you do it, it does wear you out. That's, yes. <laughs> and even Jesus got weary after worshiping and after speaking. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and he kept going, but I just want to ask with you, like to talk to the person listening that maybe is doing a ministry 
or is serving the Lord, they're broadcasting God's love in whatever position that they're doing. Is there any encouragement that you can give to the person listening who is weary from ministry? Yeah, I'm definitely in one of those seasons right now, um, just because I am going to school full time um, and working 40 hours a week in my internship on top of working part time for the church. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is having to say no to a lot of things. Yeah which is hard in ministry because, you know, we, we're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're supposed to be going out and doing things, um, and fellowship with people and spending time with other believers. But to be honest, if that's, if I'm in, if, and it's not going to be forever, Yeah. but if I'm in this season and I know that Sunday is my main ministry, um, And then I also have the ministry to my volunteers. That's where my focus is going to be until I get more time freed up. Mm -hmm. So for me right now, it's not allowing the expectations that other people place on what it looks like to be in ministry um, to guide what I'm doing, but listening and being obedient to God, um, saying, this is where I have you and this is what you're doing. And this is the small part of ministry that I want you working in right now. So pour out your heart on Sunday, pour out your heart to your team. And then that's going to be it for right now. Uh, And having to say no to a lot of other areas where people expect you to be ministering. Yeah. Uh, And I think that that's really been the best thing for me um, is spending time alone Um, And if I do spend time with people, making sure that it's with people who are recharging me, refreshing me, refilling me. Um, Like I only, only this semester did I get involved in a small group. And I was like, really, that was really daunting for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine having one more thing on my plate. Um, But being in that group, being with those people, that's refilling me in the middle of the week so I can get through um, for Sunday. And so th- those are just, those are just some things that I've had to do, yeah. um, because I'm so limited on time because I'm so limited on resources. Um, it's, and I know that this is just for a season. I know that, um, I'm going to be able to do more once I'm done with school. I right. know that, but yeah. for right now, so I don't burn out and, and like want to quit. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of things that you have to say no to. I think it's so interesting. First, I think a lot of people can relate to you right now, but two, especially starting off a new year, but two, I think it's so interesting that you said you joined a small group to get filled yeah. and it recharges you. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about the logic in that? Because I totally get that, but yeah. I, but see, the problem is, is I'm not in a small group right now, but I'm going to get in one. I swear I'm going to do it this season. Yes. Um, but when you say refill, can you define for us what that means? Yeah. So I tend to be in my head a lot, struggling with things and mm-hmm. not really, and thinking that I'm the only one dealing with this. And the past couple of weeks at my small group, we like talk about, um, like what's going on in our week. And we go through, we spend time going through the scripture that we just went through on Sunday. And so hearing from the group of people that 
oh, wow, you're, I'm not the only one dealing with this. I'm not the only one struggling with this. And then we can come together as a group and pray in the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. for each other and with each other. That right there in and of itself, I'm like, I don't, it takes that burden off, I guess. Yeah. Cause I feel like, man, I'm the only one, like, why can't I get this right? Why am I struggling with this? Um, but then when you have other believers come together and they all are saying the same thing, like, yeah, I'm dealing with this. Yes. I'm struggling with this. It kind of lifts that burden for me off, off. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So like, it's okay that I feel this way. It's okay to feel this way. Um, and then we pray together. And I think that that's probably the most helpful thing is like learning how to pray in the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, for each other and and with each other and so that's it's not always just about um getting together and and studying the bible more sometimes we just go around and ask each other how we're doing and then we spend time praying together or we just have a fun night and we just go out and hang out together it's not like another to-do list kind of thing Um, and I think that that's why it's been really helpful for me yeah, pray and not doubt. And like when you said about getting together and praying, and that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Man, it takes surrender to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? It takes surrender to be like, stop, wait a minute. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it just makes, okay, sorry, focus, Ricky. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I will say one thing that I have learned from my small group is like before we pray, we, yeah we just sit in silence. We just take a moment to pause. You silent? (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, you're very calm and patient and quiet. I mean, you're not that quiet, but (laughs) so tell us about how you're quiet. Cause I mean, we can learn from that. That's good. Um, there's a book that I read. Ooh, it was by John Eldridge. Take your life back. Okay. Great book. Oh my gosh. And he has an app that you can get for your phone and it's free. It's called the one minute pause. Um, and that has been amazing in the book. He talks about in his office, there's an alarm at 10 and two and at 10 o'clock and at two o'clock every day, everybody stops what they're doing and pauses for one minute. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a moment to like reflect, yeah. pause, take a deep breath, um, and just kind of refocus. Um, and that has been amazing. I think for a new year, yeah. Everybody should read that book. Take okay. your life back. John Eldridge. Take your life back. I'm about to go to the library and pay an overdue fine. So I'll see if it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to yell at me. It's okay. All right. Take your life back. Got it. That's how you can learn to pause more in your day and to like, just kind of be still. If you're someone like me who has a million bajillion things to get done mm-hmm. and gets really overwhelmed and stressed and it just gets crazy that that book was like really um identified a lot of areas in my life that I needed to work on that's good for you all listening Jerica and I are passionate about scripture her and I like sisters I mean obviously we're believers so we're sisters in Christ growing up together like sisters in our youth group super connected we would cry together laugh together talk together about everything just stuff in our life that we didn't understand why we had to deal with this. And now we have to deal with this and thank God we have Jesus. You know what I mean? And so 
we clung to scripture in high school and it changed our lives for sure. And I would say, I mean, I know that you're still like this because of who you are and what we've been talking about, but scripture is such a big deal. And I want to ask you, what's your favorite Bible verse that's helping you in this season? Um, but just before you answer that, is there any encouragement you can give to someone who's maybe seeking other things, not thinking to stop and pray, not thinking to stop and read their Bible? Like what's the value of scripture to you? Mm. Um, well, let me go ahead and read my favorite scripture because I think this is going to answer the question. I've been going through a Bible study, um, through the book of Jude. And to be really honest, when I got this Bible study, I've done it with two of my other friends. And I was like, um, I'm going to have to look in the table of contents to see where Jude is. (laughs) I don't don't think I've ever read this book. It's only one chapter. There's 25 verses. That's it. Um, but it is deep and yeah. it's all about contending for the faith. Um, and so at this point in time, Jude was talking to a group of believers um, who started listening. There was a group of false teachers who were rising up in the church. Um, and so Jude was writing to these Christians who were being deceived by these false teachers like, hey, this is a warning from previous scripture um, of, of what these false teachers are, will lead you towards, which is ultimately destruction. Um, and then here is a framework for how to contend for the faith, how to build yourselves up, um, in order to do that. And so this is verse 20 through 21 from the book of Jude. It says, but you dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Mm. And so this gives you four things um, as the framework for how to build yourself up, your confidence up in, in the faith um, in Christ. So that way, when um, whether you're sharing the gospel to non-believers or you're having to kind of point people who have maybe believed twisted truths, knowing scripture, knowing the history of scripture um, in its whole context is really important. So this gives you four things. It says um, to build yourselves up in the faith. That would be like studying scripture, studying the word, being around other believers, building yourselves up, Mm -hmm. um, praying in the Holy Spirit. So being led by the Holy Spirit in your prayers, um, keeping yourselves in God's love, And then the fourth thing is to wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I I really think that last one is probably the one that God is working with me the most on is showing mercy to others because Christ showed me mercy. Um, And there a lot of times people will say things that I'm, that make me mad. Um, And it's like, God, I know that you love them too. So I need to show them mercy because they're being, they're either being deceived by the enemy or they just don't know. Um, And so it's like how, how through love and showing people mercy, do we speak truth into their lives? And so that's what this whole book of Jude has really been about. And it's just like mind blowing that I've never read this book before. Um, And it's been, it's been really, really good. So anyone who's struggling like me of like learning how to be confident and sharing the truth, especially in the world that we live in today. Yeah. 
Um, I think that that's, that's really what I, where I confess a lot of my sin is like, I don't share the truth. Sometimes I just don't say anything at all, um, because I'm afraid to offend other people. Um, but you know what, like if you, I read, I read some quote the other day that was like, if you, if you want a religion that doesn't offend you, then I suggest you don't pick Christianity. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, um, but like this whole passage has just been really great in this season of life. Um, it's like, we are supposed to be sharing truth. We are supposed to be sharing this stuff, not holding it back and not just, not just loving people. We are supposed to love people, but that's not the only thing that we're called to do. We're we're called to love people and share the truth. Um, with grace and with mercy, because Christ showed us the same grace and mercy. So, yeah, the next verse after verse 21, this is verse 22. It says, be merciful to those who doubt. Mm -hmm. And I just love that because you said, you know, I'm supposed to show mercy. I'm supposed to show mercy. You know, Micah 6, 8, love mercy, love kindness, some versions say. And I love that as a part of that verse, you know, be merciful to those who doubt here in verse 22. And in, I have Bible gateway up on my computer. I was reading it with you and the caption for the paragraph, the paragraph is verses 17 through 23. And the title of that paragraph says a call to persevere. Jerrica, we used to call you J rock growing up. Okay perseverance is your thing. You persevere. You are strong. You are strong and courageous sister. But, um, just to go to another aspect of this, you know, you're going to school to be a dietitian. And is there anything else that you can say to us? I know a lot of people not to shift gears totally, but you know, idols, we've talked about that on the podcast here. Um, you know, some people might be thinking about what they're eating or, or what they're not eating Mm -hmm. this 2022. And is there anything that you can say to encourage us? Um, I want to say body image. I think a lot of people try to start getting healthy or try to start a new workout routine or start a new diet because they don't like the way that they look. There's nothing wrong with not liking the way that you look. Mm -hmm. But if we work really hard, and get to this body that we want to look like, you probably won't be happy. Yeah. You probably still won't be happy. And so I think at the end of the day, we have to know that our identity is in Christ. We have to know that our validation is in Christ and from Christ alone. Um, And so I think that it's, it's totally, I mean, I work out hard. I eat really healthy. I think that all of those things are okay, but when we're doing it because we hate ourselves, that's not honoring Christ. True. Uh, so I think as we make our as we make our New Year resolutions and start to work on these diets, there's a really good book. Oh, oh, it's called. Look at uh, you in these books, sister. It's called. I love it. Made to Crave by Lisa Turkhurst. Yes, I love her. This book was amazing. I read this book a couple years ago, um, and it's it's all about how it's especially geared towards women, obviously, but I think guys can get a benefit from it too. Yeah, but it, 
one of the things it says on the back here is, is how to reach your healthy goals and grow closer to God through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was like a really good eye opener um, on on how to balance those two. Like it is okay to be healthy. God wants us to honor Him through our bodies, um, and but if we're doing it for selfish gain um, or out of hate for ourselves, that's where it becomes a sin. Yeah. And this, this book was, was really, really good for, for that learning how to do those things, um, for Christ, um, and not for ourselves. Yeah. Are you doing it out of a spirit of fear? Because if, if it's fear, it's not from God. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing it because you, out of shame too, or out of guilt too, yeah. like those, you have to uncover the feelings of why am I getting into this, um, and really get to the root of where your heart is. Yeah. Uh, and if you can confidently say, I love God and I love myself and yeah. I'm doing this because I want to honor him, mm-hmm. uh, not out of guilt because I feel bad about myself. Um, that's, I think that that's really the the defining difference there. Yeah, that's good. We have taken so much of your time today. I do want to ask you if there's anything else you'd like to share. I think that we need to hang out more. I know. I agree. You live in Tennessee. You got to come down to Pensacola. We have fun down here. It's a beach town. I know. Um, come to the beach. I should. Once I'm done with school, I'll be able to do whatever I want. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Hey, say no say no is okay. Um, I did want to share one more verse. Um, and then if you could share some ways to connect with you all, cause I do want people to listen to the worship music you guys are doing. It's really good. Um, if y'all are in the car or, um, you know, at home and just want to do some worship at the house or whatever, it's been really beneficial for me. Um, especially, you know, to have those roots with you growing up and then to worship with you now in, I'm 30, but you're about to be 30. So 30, 30, flirty and thriving. I know it's the best. It's like the funnest birthday because of that movie. Um, so Job 8 21 says he will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouting. And when you were talking earlier about worship, your lips with shouting, what a joyful praise to, to give up you know, just to surrender it all. And I just want to read it one more time. He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouting. Just what does that verse mean to you? If you don't mind. Mm, um, So this past year has probably been one of the hardest years for me. um, And I had to give up a lot of things in order for God to make moves. Um, And so that verse is where I am now standing and looking back at how faithful God has been to my obedience. Um, and so for anybody who is like in a really dry season in a time where you may, you may feel really distant from God. Um, for me, it was uncovering sin in my life, um, uncovering people who God didn't want in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and totally surrendering that to him and having to, having to end things, um, that I didn't necessarily want to end. Yeah. Um, 
but now being able to worship freely out of obedience, out of that obedience. Um, it was, it was hard to let those things go, but as soon as I did, it was instant relief. Awesome. Uh, and so I did have that laughter. I did have that joy in worship um, and being able to just sing. Freedom. Uh, yeah. Freedom in that. Um, but yeah. So I want to ask you, how do we connect with you? But I really want to ask where can, I mean, this is how it should be with all social media. Where can we go to worship with you? We're not going to your social media to do anything else. (laughs) Oh yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, we'll see your dog. (laughs) We would love, your dogs are beautiful, but where can we go to worship with you? Um, So all of our, all of our services are streamed online. Um, we have YouTube. Oh, I don't know. If you just YouTube Redeemer Community Church Johnson City, mm-hmm. you will find us. Um, all of our services are online. Um, my goal in the next year is to start getting stuff on Spotify. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that looks like yet. Yeah. But Another thing that we do have is we do have Spotify playlists and I can send you the link to, yes, um, we'll put it in the description below in this podcast. We have, we make Spotify playlists of all the worship songs that we do every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a whole collection of worship songs that we is kind of like staple songs at our church. So that's a way that throughout the week, people who come to our church have those playlists and can continue to listen to those songs that we sing on Sunday um, in their car or whatever they're doing. So I'll send you that as well. Um, but hopefully we'll have something soon. Okay. Maybe not in a year, maybe it might be two years, but we'll see. We'll see what so, you know, SEU university, Southeastern university. Yeah. Yeah. They have a new song out and I have been listening to it on repeat. Okay. They're in Lakeland, Florida for whoever's listening and doesn't know what Southeastern university is, but you know, they're popular in our, where we're from. Um, but yeah, center of the state of Florida, they have a song out right now called we say yes by S E U worship. It's so good. We say yes. And I asked them to come on the podcast because, you know, it's like hometown proud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They haven't gone back to Maine. I'm just going to say anybody listening to this, <laughs> Get them on the podcast. Yeah, come on, let's go. Broadcast think, is love. <laughs> I think my favorite song right now has been I Speak Jesus by Charity Gale. Mm. Oh, man. Let me tell you what that song, I can roll down my windows and scream. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, that's what that's me in my car. I'm just like, yes. Yes. Sing it. Oh, yes. Man. Yes. That whole album is great, but I Speak Jesus is my favorite song. He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouting. It's a good shout. It's a surrendered kind of shout. So thank you so much, Jerica, for your time. And at the end of every podcast, we always pray, Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. 
Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. 